things that are up and coming. Uh, we've, we've made a couple changes, kind of, so to speak, in the next, uh, this next month. Obviously, we do a, a first Wednesday service. Don't want to miss that. That's going to be a great service. We had a great service this last first Wednesday of the month of, that we're in now. But this is an amazing uh, time with the Lord. He moved in that service. We were thankful for that, as always. Looking for even a, a greater service this month coming. Uh, so make sure that you're with that. But with, with all of that, as we're, as we're growing, as we're figuring things out, we, we started a new, rather than do, you know, so many campaigns throughout the year of this and that, we were just calling, um, we're, um, just basically we created a fund called Heart for the House. And uh, so that starts once a month on that first Sunday, we will receive two offerings. One, uh, the normal one that we receive um, at the, towards the end of service, and then Heart for the House offering we might receive in the middle or whatever. And then if somebody decides, hey, I, I want to give more or they want to do that, that's between, you know, however you want to do that. But anyway, once a month we're going to do that Heart for the House, which will go for projects that we're doing here at TLC uh, rather than do a campaign for this project and a campaign for that project. And then we'll just keep you abreast of what's going on. Hey, here's what we're raising money for. Here's what we've got. Here's how much is in. You know, da-da-da-da-da. So we'll still be good stewards over all of that, but we're going to call that Heart for the House. If you give online and you go to your, you know, where it says if you text to give, you can write building, it'll go right to Heart for the House, or you can write Heart for the House, it'll go right for Heart for the House. So we've already created that. We're excited. And then there's opportunities for us uh, that we're putting in place that we're believing God to help us as we grow, that we can steward it well and do things always with integrity. And, and we're planning on major growth. I don't know about you, but we have faith for that and we're believing God for that. And so PK and I are, are busy uh, working on, Lord, what do you want us to do for the next step? How many knows you're going to have to, uh, as you're walking in faith, you're going to have to enlarge the, the stakes of your tent. You're going to have to get those pegs and push them out. If you're, if you're wanting growth, then you do that by saying, okay, God, I'm making room. What do you, what do you want me to do to, to this to happen if it's in your book and in your will? So that's the stuff that's coming. I, I'm excited in the next. The Lord brought me back to a message I preached actually not really very long ago. It's been a little while, but, uh, but for the next three weeks, so next week and two weeks following, so three weeks in a row, I'm going to preach a series called This Is What We Do. And I believe the Lord brought me back to that because we have so many new people and so many new faces that we're establishing this is who we are and this is why we do what we do. And, and you're going to be part of that. You're going to get to see all that. And it'll kind of make sense then for the heart for the house and all of that stuff as, as we just walk through this life together as family. So we're going to do that. And then not following long after that, three-week series, don't want to miss that one called I'm a Soul Man. And uh, that one's going to be fun as well. So um, you're going to be excited about that. But God's doing some great things. We're excited you're with us. Let's welcome our online crowd. God bless you guys. Thanks for visiting with us. If you're a guest today and you, uh, you have your connection card, go to the guest kiosk. And if you fill that out and drop that off, you get a free t-shirt. And uh, we have those in stock. Um, if you're online, uh, you have to be here to get one of these. So sorry about that. But anyway, there's that for you as well. We're just glad you're with us. God is doing uh, great things. We had our 180 leadership team took a bunch of students to Winter Jam last night. They got in after midnight um, is when they got back to the church and just had an amazing time. And kids were always in good hands. We had several parents go as well and just a, a phenomenal time. I got nothing but good reports. We have a great group of teens, man. We have some great students. And, and we have the parents to prove it. 
You know, so uh, we're, we're excited about what God is doing and what God's doing with 180. A lot of good stuff is going to be happening there. Easter's coming, and uh, 180 is going to do another drama. That's right now where we just revealed that to them last week, and Miss Tara uh, is going to help teach that, and they're going to have that for Easter Sunday. That's our goal. Um, and all we want to do is just shout out loud the name and the, the blessing of Jesus and what he's done. And so just get ready. I mean, God is just growing and moving in this church. I want to talk to you this morning about living your best life. I want you just to know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm still a work under progress. I still got more to learn. I got more to figure out, and I want to live better for the Lord and, and help more people and do more things. And uh, I want to make a marked difference. Uh, you know, and if you're saying, you know what, I'm at, the, I'm at the peak. PB, there's nothing that I could do that would be better than today. I'd like to figure out what you're doing because you might want to share that with all of us. We'd love to know that. I mean, we've been in services before where a guy stood up one time and he said, I just want the Lord to turn off the blessing. Just tell him to stop it. You should have seen the people looking around him like, what's the matter with you? Where's Larry and Curly? Because, man, you ain't got this together. I mean, just that kind of stuff like, what? I mean, if you're saying, I got enough and I don't need no more, then bless somebody else with it. There's a lot of people that need some help, so, you know, figure that thing out. So, but the Bible has our answers, so we, we know that. The more that we look in the Bible, all the answers that we need are there. So with that, living our best life, we're going to look today at Psalm 15. It has the formula kind of for success for what we're going to talk about. And uh, so I want us to, to look at that in a second. But we've all seen the news, video footage of hurricanes when they come through an area, I mean, they got, you know, you got the cameraman before it gets too bad. Well, here we are standing right here, Dick, and, you know, and everything, debris flying by, everything's blowing by. Strongest buildings are put to rubble. Floods are happening. Cars are floating down, you know, and trees are uprooted, except one, the palm tree. Now, the palm tree is bent way over sideways, but very rarely do you ever see a palm tree uprooted. It is just bending with the storm, not breaking. Come on. It's just bent over, and it's enduring the storm. How many of those in this life you're going to have tribulation? You're going to have stuff that happens that you ain't going to like. But can I just say this? Tough times come and go, but tough people stay. you got to stick it out. So living our best life, we got to ride this out. Lord, how do we do that? I want to share uh, a scripture, you know, because that palm tree is a symbol. I believe it's just God saying, you know, everything doesn't have to be yielding to the storm that happens. When Jesus came on the earth, they, they had the palm trees. You know, he's riding into the triumphal entry into the city. They're all waving palm branches. And so it's always been a symbol that the Lord has used. This particular scripture is one that my wife quoted to our kids every night. And when I, I can't emphasize this enough. Every night. Every night. If she wasn't there, then I quoted it. I never could seem to, to scratch their back as well or sound like mom. But I did quote it. But I'm going to give you this scripture. It's a great scripture. And, and it helps, you know, that's really where I started going with this. And then uh, found more as the Lord showed me in Psalm 15. So anyway, Psalm 92, 12 through 15 says, But the godly, turn to your neighbor and say, That's us. We will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like cedars of Lebanon, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. 
They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in him. So how do we be like a spiritual palm tree? How do we take that and, and say, okay, God, let, show me how I can be, be flourishing, how I can grow. Psalm 15 offers some of that. And, and actually, verse 1, it'll say that daily dwell in the life of the Holy Spirit. And verse 5, it'll go on and say, we'll never be moved. Have you ever been so securely planted that you could never be moved? I mean, look at Paul. Paul was like, I am fully persuaded. You ever been fully persuaded? You don't have to hang around me long to know how much I love this woman. And so, you know, it wouldn't take you long to say, oh, he's, he's fully persuaded. There's, there's those kind of things that just, there's, there's tales of what you live or how you live your life. Would you like to live at another level? I mean, every time God has done something with Kim and I, it, it's a stretch because he's taking us another level. And, and you know, when you're in, another, in one level, it's, you're used to, I mean, you kind of get, hmm. It, you know, the surround, I, I've done this enough, so now, oh, okay, I feel good about it. And sure enough, as soon as you start getting comfortable, God starts saying, hey, hey, come, come here. You almost feel like one of those Bugs Bunny cartoons. Hey, you, come here. Yeah, you, come over here. And so, you know, you just feel like, oh, but Lord, this is so comfortable here now. I mean, it wasn't when I got here, but, but now, you know, I've kind of arranged everything. I kind of like it. Yeah, 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 come here. But God can get you to where you need to be. I'm going to give you five simple ways to help you live the palm tree style. Living the best life. So here we go. Here's number one. Represent God well. I want you to represent God well. Psalm 15 verse 2 says, Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. The New King James says it this way. They live uprightly or they walk uprightly so one of the reasons or what makes a palm tree be a palm tree even when the hurricane hits why isn't it uprooted and the reason is its root system its roots go way deep they are very deep and they're spread and they go down and they they are stuck in i mean they've dug in to keep they're grounded that's like us. We should be so grounded in God's commands and in, in what God is telling us and in what his word says. Abiding in him and he abides in us. The Bible says this way, in him we live, we move, we have our being. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I am more than a conqueror. Come on, am I talking to myself today? But God in, in you, what could God do in you? Did you know Jesus is with the Father? You are his representation here. That's huge. So what does it mean to walk uprightly? That sounds kind of like, mm, okay. The Bible describes Job as blameless and upright. Then goes on to define him as one who feared God and shunned evil. So it's one who represents God well. In other words, I want to do everything. You know, Jesus did this. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now, my, my son works for Sean right now. Sean's over here. Wave at me, Sean. You want to know good pizza? Go see Sean. He'll tell you. 
Donato's in Delaware. There's a plug. Boom. So Zach works for Sean. When Zach worked at Myers, people, because I know a lot of people, he would be working at Myers. They come up and they go, is your last name Gleesman? He'd go, yeah. You look like your father. What a blessing. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, Dad, you know how many people that tell me, boy, you're Brett's kid. The acorn don't fall far from the tree. And, well, you know, all that kind of stuff. I said, yeah, don't you feel blessed? <laughs> no, I didn't say that to him. I'm the one that's blessed. But anyway, this is what I mean. How do we represent God well? Because we don't really go by the world's standards, do we? If we're going to represent God, God doesn't just say yes to everything the world does. We have to go by what the book says. So we represent God well. And the problem that we've had in church is that we really probably haven't represented him so well. So let me take that word represent and let's just kind of put a hyphen in there. What if we, some of us may need to do this, represent him. What if we took God and we represented him? You know, I've had people say, you know what, I have screwed this up too much. Nobody would believe me if I told them. Well, not if you represent him. What if you were just humble and said, you know what, I haven't done this right before. I messed this up, but I'm doing my best to try again. I want to represent Christ. How do we do that? This is pretty simple. You got to guard the entrance to your heart, your belief system. You let the good stuff in, you keep the bad stuff out. You let the good stuff in, you keep the bad stuff out. Almost sound like I'm doing the hokey pokey, doesn't it? And shake it all. <laughs> right arm. All right. Those who represent Christ well, they're uncompromising. They're, they're humble. They keep their eyes and ears away from unclean things. They avoid sin. They deal honestly. They have strong faith. They walk in love towards others. They're not hypocrites, speaking one way and living another. The body of Christ as a whole hasn't always done that well. So what if we represented him? I'm telling you this morning, if you walk with God, there's many blessings that happen because of that. If somebody tells you, you know, you walk with God, it, it's, it's just going to be a bed of roses. Everything will be sunshine and happy. Verse and chapter? I don't know. Hezekiah 3.3, 3, all friars are liars. Or liars are friars. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but no, it's not, it's not in there. There is going to be times. There's going to be struggle. There's going to be times you've got to walk through. It's going to take faith. You're going to have to walk it out. There will be storms. You're going to have to walk it out. Psalm 84.11 says, For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. I mean, that's awesome. God is not going to hold back blessing if you're just living right. You're doing your best to do what's right. Here's number two. You'll love this one. So don't tell your neighbor about it because I'm going to tell you. Don't gossip. That was a pun. But it wasn't very punny. Uh, Psalm 15.3 says, Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbor or speak evil of their friends. You know, palm tree can be really strong, but one thing that will kill a palm tree is disease. In other words, stuff that just little by little goes after the root system. Little by little goes after the base. Little by little just goes down in, and, and it just uproots it. It makes them weak till it finally breaks and topples over. 
Gossip is disease to unity. Psalm 15 tells us how to get strong and stay strong, protecting ourselves from the disease of speaking against others. It's indirect disobedience to the commandment the Lord gives us to love one another. That's John 13, 34, and 35. It weakens us and opens the door to the enemy. I can't say this enough, and I mean, we've all, we're all guilty. I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. Because sometimes, isn't it easy? It is. It's so easy. I just want to tell you. Did you hear? I want to tell you. You know, that kind of stuff. But it weakens our roots. And this is where a lot of us miss it. We don't realize the damage that our mouth can do. James 3.5 warns us that the tongue is small, but it just says a tiny spark can get a great forest on fire. So if we're going to live our best life, we've got to be aware of what we are saying out of our mouth. Now, I, I live with an incredible woman, and she is my word police. And even if I didn't appoint her that, the goodness in her appoints her that. And she, and she helps me with that. So you're like, oh, Pastor, hey, I'm human. I've got to figure this out too, and you all do it too, and we all need, and I help her as well. So we're all, you know, we just, we got to work through this. But gossip is a sin, it's slander, and it doesn't promote anything but discord. It violates the commandment of love. Now listen, I wrote this in here, I didn't want to write this in here, and I don't want to say it, but I'm going to tell you because it's really worth saying. Anytime you speak something negative or reveal something about someone else when they aren't present, it's gossip. But what about this? Pastor, I just want to know the details because I want to pray for them. I want to pray specifically. I don't want a shotgun prayer. I want to laser that in. So tell me all the good stuff. <laughs> Remember this. The enemy, the devil, is the accuser of the brethren. He is the father of lies. So when we talk about someone else, we are not acting like our father in heaven. We are more resembling the other side. The force is strong in this one. You don't want the dark side. All right. What if it's true? I get it. That's not gossip, Pastor. It's true. But what if you're not the one that's supposed to tell it? Okay? Uh, if it's true, it's certainly probably not pure or lovely or a good report or done maybe, you know, with a heart that is that. Now, I, I, I'm not speaking of every situation but I am talking, you know, for most part, as we're just communicating with one another. We have to watch that. So we, we stay clear of gossip. I did a message one time. True story. Kim can tell you this. I was pastoring uh, another church uh, in the assemblies. And I, I preached a message. And I said, you know, gossip is like if you spy a snake, you should point out and yell, snake! Same, same day, same service. Service was over. We broke up service. You know, everybody was fellowshipping. And out in the hallway, we just hear somebody screaming, Snake! <laughs> they really took it literally. So they were screaming snake. But we really need to watch what we say. And uh, we want to make sure that we're not that kind of person. So the Bible says to determine to do no wrong to a neighbor. Speak no evil of your friend. Psalm 15, 3. So we are to build up. First 
Thessalonians 5.11, encourage each other, build each other up just as you are already doing. So we have to purpose in our heart to respect and to love one another and put others in front of you. We live in a world that really doesn't do that a lot, but put others in front of you and then you'll have success and you cannot be shaken. Now, if you're married, you don't have to elbow your spouse. But how many times if you've got in a wonderful disagreement, hopefully it's not too not wonderful, but you know, you're arguing uh, loudly or whatever, um, that you want to get the last word in. <laughs> you just hear the people. <laughs> Do you hear what he's saying to you? Do you hear him? <laughs> he's talking to you. <laughs> You just want to get the last word. I, I had that too. And sometimes what, what I would have in my mind, just as a dude, I'm not, she's trying to tell me something. I'm just telling you, I'm oblivious to what she's trying to tell me because I'm waiting for my winger to come in. I'm going, oh, I'm going to say this. You ever want to say something and it just feels so good to say it? But it, it really does more damage once you said it. And then if you'd have thought about it, you probably shouldn't have said it. You don't have to get the last word in. The Bible says, by your words you're justified, by your words you're condemned. So I'm going to give you quickly just a crash course, five quick points to help you shut your trap, hold your mouth, keep your tongue silent, whatever. Okay? Uh, Life or death, choose life, choose victory, choose God's way. So here's five quick ones. Recite scriptures in your mind. You mean I got to memorize this stuff? Well, it might help you. I mean, just a few of them, okay? I mean, you want to say something, but say something good. Say something that's life. Say something that will build instead of tear down. You know, Kim and I, uh, we've been married going to be 35 years in June. Did I get that right? But we've, you know, we've had some doozy arguments. I mean, I don't like to say that we, we've never argued. We, we have. Um, but, you know, we had some, and I re, I'm just trying to catch this. And there's been times that, you know, she was completely right, but I wanted to get that last word in, you know? And so, but then I, I knew, I remember hearing the Lord, we, were, we went and uh, got away from the, the kids so that we could argue privately. And, uh, and so we were talking, and I, I remember hearing the Lord in my spirit tell me to be quiet and tell her she was right. And she was, but I didn't want to tell her that. And I certainly didn't want to be quiet. And, but when we were, you know, it was getting heated and I remember, I just like, I'm, I'm done with this because the last thing I want is to tear her down. I mean, if really we take feelings out of it, you know, my feeling, my heart would never be purposefully to do damage. But in the heat of the moment, you're not really thinking about all that. You're just thinking about, you know. And I remember she said something, and I turned around, and I said, you are right. And she went, what did you say? I said, you're right. I'm sorry. And the, the, the level of the debate went from here like dropped, like major. And before you know it, we were saying, I'm sorry, you know, we'll work through it, it's going to be okay, and all that. I mean, it was over something, probably not even, I don't even remember what it was over, but 
but I, I can guarantee you it wasn't life-threatening. It was just stuff that the enemy does. So recite scriptures. Here's a few. Wisdom is silent, Proverbs 29, 11. Love is not easily angered, 1 Corinthians 13, 5. Lord, here's a great one. Set a guard over my mouth. You can picture that one. That's Proverbs 17, 28. I only speak what is edifying and encouraging, Ephesians 4, 29. So here's number two from our five quick crash course. Forgive right away. Are you quick to forgive? Are you one that says, I, you know, I, I can forgive and I am going to forgive, but it just feels good to hold this grudge for a while. I just like to make them pay for a little bit. Can I make them sweat? That's not really godly, is it? So you need to forgive right away because the longer that you don't, you give the enemy time to put more roots of the bad kind in your heart and in your belief system. So unforgiveness spells trouble with a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for problems. You don't need that. Here's number three. Live love out loud. You can love your way out of temptation. Love is the key to winning. Love is the answer to everything you need and want. Love opens the wide and clear the way for God to move. And to work, when you're walking in love, holding your tongue will become easier. You don't have to say everything. I just was in a situation not long ago, and I was back, and Kim and I were talking. And I said, that's what I told her. I said, you'd, you'd be proud of me because I didn't say anything. And there were a lot of things I felt I could have said. Or we, don't we all feel justified to say something? Well, they needed to know this. Really? They probably didn't. But it, it can't come back. Now, listen to me. Nothing can come back if that person gets back with that person that I said anything derogatory or negative. I might have felt that. I might have knew that. It's not my place. I'm letting God take care of that. All right. When I walk in love and I hold my tongue, it becomes easier. Here's number four. Be quiet. Shut up. Be quiet. The world enjoys a good debate. I've had people, I've been on shows that were called Ask a Pastor. People just called in just to debate, just to see if you knew your word could get you aggravated or get you, you know, all worked up. Just be quiet. There's a lot of people, if you don't, you know, believe, uh, there's people that are very brave behind a computer. When it's in front of their face, that's the only thing, but no real person is, so they're very brave on a computer. Um, you can look on Facebook and see that kind of stuff. So, you know, j just be cautious um, of what you say, what you do. You know, God is certainly uh, aware of all that stuff. So, in a world of media and television, you know, finding somebody to remain quiet is rare. Anyone can spout off opinions, just know that. Anybody can say what's ever on their mind. But it takes wisdom to know when to speak, when to be quiet. Proverbs 29, 11 says, A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. Now that's a challenge, isn't it? I know it is for me sometimes. It's got to be for you. Sometimes you just want to say, Oh, I got so much to say. Does that make any sense? Am I, am I anybody hitting any of this? I mean, I've been places where I've, you know, I worked on assembly line and there's been stuff going on and I've just been like, oh, it is pushing my buttons. I mean, I want to be duck season, wabbit season, duck season, fire. Have you ever told yourself, oh, I want to cuss right now? Come on. I don't, but boy, in my mind, my mind's having a battle. 
I got to put it to rest. Now, I am not going to say that. You know, you all, some of you are thinking at me real loud right now. But you've all thought stuff and it just, you know, the enemy's going to throw stuff at you. It's what you do with it. It's, it's not sin until you do something that doesn't line up with the book. Come on. It might be sin in its form, yes, but what, how you respond to it. All right. It's a challenge. Button your lip and hold on tight because storms do pass. Storms do pass. You might have a perfect comeback, but it isn't perfect if you don't say it in love. James 1.19 says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all... Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Next time somebody tries to pick a fight with you, don't say what you think. Walk away. Just like I gave you that example, if you don't put wood on the fire, the fire goes out. It's that simple. So that is our number five of the five, walk away. The Bible warns us about gossip. It betrays a confidence. Proverbs 20, 19. Uh, they stir up conflict. Proverbs 16, 28. It belittles people, Proverbs eleven twelve, And here's the thing. If you hang around people all the time that gossip and slander, you can get guilty by association. You might not be the one doing it, but if that's what you hang out, it'll eventually rub off on you. Now, you'd like to think what you have will rub off on them. And I'm not telling you not to hang out with people who don't believe in God because they'll never believe in God if they don't see people like you. But you've got to know there's a limit. You got to know there's a limit. I mean, you know, I managed a fitness center for years, and there's guys that were as far away from God as, as anybody you could imagine. But yet they respected me because of what I believed. I didn't jam it down their throat. Listen to what I'm telling you. I tried to do my best to live it. And so they'd say, Hey, Gleese, you know, and they'd invite me back in the back, which I don't know. At the time, the, <clears throat> the manager, he wasn't saved, but I helped lead him to Jesus. And to this day, he still is saved, born again loves God. But, you know, they'd be back at the Whirlpool sitting around and, you know, hey, Gleese, you're going to come back. We're going we're gonna to have some brewskis. We're all going to sit around the Whirlpool when the spa closes. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. You know what I'd say to them? I'd say, okay, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll stop in for a few minutes. And this is what I did. Now, listen to me. I'd time in my, I'd go and I'd, I'd ask the Lord, I'm getting, you know, putting my stuff away that I had to because I worked there. Lord, how long do you want me to stay? And I would determine whatever he told me. And sometimes it'd be 20 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever, and I would just look at the clock. I'd go back. I'd get myself a Mountain Dew out of the pop machine, and I'd be the only guy drinking pop. You might say, I'm not even going to get into that issue with you, but I'm just saying I'm trying to be an example. So I'd sit there, and we'd talk, and and after 15 minutes, I'd say, guys, I got to, of course, I'm I'm not up to date with all the lingo. So, you know, maybe you don't jet now. Guys, I got a jet. Word. I got to get back to my crib. I don't know. Yo, yo, hey. But anyway, so I, I would just excuse myself and say, guys, I got to go. I'll see you later, man. I'll see you next Tuesday or whenever the next day was. You know, and I'd be, I'd be gone. I'm sure they had me for lunch and had me for dinner. And what do you think of this guy? You know what? I didn't care because this was more important to me than that. Can I just say, if you want this, you want a better life, you can't have a better life if you're going to hang on to that. Choose this day who you'll serve. And so you've got to start choosing. And with your choice, now listen, this wasn't even in first service, because your who will become your do. The reason you 
do what you do is because of who you chose. That's, that's huge. Why does he do that? I'm not doing it for him. I'm doing it for him. And the byproduct of that is him seeing this of what's changed this because of him. So my who has changed will change my do. If you're concerned about somebody, we tell our dream team, don't go out, go up. Go to your headship, go up, and let, you know, take care of those situations. Um, so those are five tips. Let's get back to our number three of our main text. Those are five tips to hold your tongue. Here's number three of our main text. Stand up against evil. Honor God and those in authority. When a storm comes, no matter how big, the palm tree doesn't stand down. It just stays in its place. It might have to bend. Sometimes you ever have to hear both. There's always both, two sides to every story. The Bible says if you hear one side of the story, it always sounds right, doesn't it? Oh, that's terrible. But there's always two sides. Until you hear the other side, it's kind of tough. So um, stand up to those uh, evil things and, and just keep your roots strong. So you want to live your best life? Be a believer that says, I'm going to stand up. Jesus, we can't call evil good and good evil. We just... You just got to go to the things that God says. Good's got to be part of your life. Jesus didn't avoid it. You can hit some of those things head on. As followers of him, we don't call evil good and we don't call good evil. Listen to what I'm saying now, and I love you, but I'm just going to say it because you know. We don't call abortion good. We don't call same-sex marriage good. We don't. It's not in the Bible. But we, we, we do love people. That's what we do love. We don't, opposition to Israel, that's not good. So we, you know, we go off, that's just a few things. Psalm 15 tells us a person who, who may dwell in the Lord's secret place cannot be moved or one who will speak out passionately against evil and evil workers. That's verse 4 of Psalm 15. In other words, something happens that's, that's wrong goes against the book. You're not afraid to go. God says, no, I can't do that. You know, just because you love somebody doesn't mean you condone everything. It's not up to, I'm not the judge and the juror of all that. They have to answer for however. They, they got to apply this to them just like I apply it to me. It doesn't change. I've, there's people that think, well, God and I have a special deal. It doesn't apply. You know, it only applies to me. It doesn't apply to anybody else. That's not in here. So we have to understand God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So followers of Jesus, we give God the glory we're not saying, you know, we're on a pedestal, we're not. I put my pants on the same way you do, one leg at a time. But we also say this, we don't follow someone just because they're popular. You've all been to school, you know how school is. There's popular people, and some of them are genuinely, they're just good people. There's others, they're only popular. I had people that didn't, this is for real, this is BK before Kim. So I had, I had in high school, uh, there's, you know, just like any guy, there's girls in high school, there's guys in high school for her, all that kind of stuff. But um, girl wouldn't even give me time of day, wouldn't even give me time of day, nothing, until I, you know, I like cars and I got a cool car. When I got a cool car, she was all about that. Hi. You know what I was about? I was, I was about Barney Five, the big freeze. <laughs> Let me see if I got my bullet. 
I'm, not, I'm like, I'm not giving you time of day because I already see your heart. You don't even care about me. You just like my car. Next. So we all know what that's like. Okay, I get it. But we need to be wise about how we handle ourselves, wise about who we hang out with. Because parents, it does matter. It's good to, you know, when our kids grew up, we knew who they hung out with. We helped pick them. Honor God stand against evil. Respect those in authority. Don't criticize or tear down. You know, there's a lot of people, I don't like this minister. I don't like that minister. I don't like this person. I don't like that. I don't like the president. Watch what you say. We have people who don't like the president, and they voted to put him in. I'm not saying he does everything right. He doesn't. Neither do I. Neither do you. But our duty is to pray. So keep praying. There's an election coming. Keep praying. Did Jesus say everybody will know we are Christians because we go to church? No. He said they'll know we are Christians because of our love for one another and how we handle ourselves. Our next thought, keep your word. Psalm 15, 4. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. That's in the New King James. The New Living says those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord keep their promises even when it hurts. Now, I've studied this just a little bit because I thought, man, that's odd. But this is what it means. A lot of people don't believe God because they're not used to people keeping their word. People that say they're followers of Christ, they don't see them keeping their word. We haven't represented God well. What if we just kept our word? What if we just said our yes is yes, our no is no? This is this. If I say I'm going to do this, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to do this. You, you did hear about the flood that came. The woman on top of the house. They, they came and they came to get her off the house, the roof. The water was clear up to the top. And they came to get her in the helicopter, you know, and they, they did that. They got down. She said, jump on, and they see this straw hat. Goes to one side of the house, turns around, goes to the other side of the house, turns around. And the guy says, don't believe I've ever seen that before. What in the world? She says, oh, that's Harold. He said, come heck or high water, he's going to mow the yard today. <laughs> do we ever keep our word? Or do, or once, the, once the storm comes, this isn't what we signed up for. So we're going to bail. We're going to jet but what if we just said, you know what, I'm in this for the long haul. Did you know church isn't always easy? Sometimes it's going to take sacrifice. We got leaders that took kids last night and parents that took kids. You know what? They're not teens anymore, and I'm sure they didn't get their sleep out. But yet here they are. Because it was important. Because their yes was yes, and their no is no. Be who you say you are. Let your word mean something. People respect and honor you or those that keep their word. How many knows that's how God operates? When he speaks, he just does it. He doesn't go back on his word. Here's our last thought, and then we're finished. Be a good steward. Psalm 15, 5, those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed lie to lie about the innocent. Such people will stand firm forever. The one that wants to live their best life and cannot be moved is a giver. They're not a lender, they're a giver. They're not a loner, they're a giver. That's how they operate. I pastored in Pickerington, <clears throat> and remember years ago there was a big gas hike 
the gas went, I mean, crazy. And I had people, you know, call the church and come in. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Gas is $5 a gallon. What are we going to do? And I'm like, God is not taken off guard by this. It'll be all right. He'll help us. We have to pay $5 and he'll provide $5 for us to pay, whatever. And there was a gas station that wasn't far from the church that hiked their price to like crazy. And then, of course, and it was on the news. And uh, I remember seeing the thing on the news. And they used to be a very busy gas station. I don't know if they're still there or if they're even still in business. That I don't know. But I do know that the gas scare then dropped and the people just quit going to them because that guy raised and spiked his prices. And he had to put on his sign, which made the news, we were wrong, I'm sorry, or I was wrong, I'm sorry. Because all he was trying to do was make money in a rough time, take advantage of people at a, at a bad time. That's not what a believer does. Somebody that helps you and is a God follower and is living their best life, they're not doing it so that they can hold strings over your head or there's strings attached or, hey, I'm just going to wait so I can charge you five times the interest if you give me that. No, that's not part of the plan. That's not a godly plan. That's an enemy plan. Here's what you do. If you're a, if you're a giver, you're not a loner. This is what I do. I just give stuff. Do you do that? I just give stuff. Why? Because I would rather give and be a blessing. Now, there's sometimes that it, it's different and, and the Lord wants you to do whatever, but I would, I would rather give. There's, and it blows people away. God had given me a car and, and I was supposed to give it to another guy and the guy was bound and determined to pay me for the car. I said, I cannot take any money for it. He said, I'm giving you money. I said, dude, you send me a check. I will rip it up. Don't make this hard on me. Because inside you're like, oh, I could use that. But no, that's not what the Lord said. And he's like, I, 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 I don't even know how to take that. I said, you don't have to take it. Just receive it. And he walks away like, wow. But listen to me. It's a reflection of the Father. It's not me. It's God. I, and I can tell him, you, 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 know, you can try to pin this on me. All I am, again, think about this. I'm the jumper cable. God wants me to give you this car. Thank him. I'm just saying, okay. Give it to him? Sure. All right. Got it. Be a good steward of what God is doing. If you want to live your best life, you can never outgive God. You can't be bought with a bribe. There are 84 verses in the Bible about bribery, all with the same message. Wrong, it's wicked. God has given us grace and forgiveness, and we are expected to do the same. So be that. Righteous don't give only when they can or only when they can get a return, when it benefits them. I asked this in first service, so I'm going to say it here, and I'm going to close. Ron said, hey, you can get the download the app, and you can, you know, because you got to do your taxes. Well, we all have to do our taxes, and you get a write-off for what you give. Nonprofit, you get a write-off. What if you didn't get a, a write-off? Would you still give? See, and again, we all saying yes, and I, I'm not saying you're not saying what is not true, but it's easy. But if you know, it is a blessing because that is that's just a added blessing if we if we give and then we can. Hey, yeah, how much did you give to the church? I gave this or to a nonprofit. I gave this, and because of that, your taxes reflect this. But if that wasn't the case, I I, I would love to be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there'd be people like I'm not giving them because it won't benefit me. But yet, if I don't do what God says, it could, 
that's the only way I get benefited. So when we live our best life, we represent God well. We don't speak against others. We don't gossip. We stand against evil. We keep our word, and we are good stewards of what he's given us. I want to pray with you today. I hope today that you was like, I could, Brett, I can do something with that. Bow your heads and close your eyes.